Nothing works up my thirst for an ice cold Pepsi Cola like getting buckets. Whether I'm breaking ankles or breaking hearts. Hey, Drew. It always brings the refreshment, and I've been drinking it a long time. Hey, Drew, how old are you anyway? Man? Doesn't matter. Uncle Drew, in theaters, June 29th. The future tastes good. It's your boy Addison, man. We are back with another episode of From the Jump, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you are listening to this episode for the very first time, we are now available on all streaming platforms, Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, YouTube, wherever music is, wherever you continue to get music from, whether that you download it off the web illegally or legally. So go listen to us, man. Go download us, go tap in with us, go share us, man. Let everybody know. From the Jump is the littest sports show. We taking over the world. But you know what today? We got to start off today's show discussing. We got to talk about Adam Silver yesterday. Speaking at the NBA Board of Governings meeting. Discussed a bevy of topics. Talked about the NBA changing the legal age limit from 19 to 18 years old. He also talked about creating a competitive balance within the NBA. Another point that was also mentioned where he talked about potentially reseeding the playoffs not making it a, a east versus west but just essentially the 16 best teams in the league me personally i would like it like a march madness bracket type style where hey the warriors may be facing the hornets the number one seed versus the 16 seed that may not be a bad way to do this nba thing going forward but in any event that's what the things that he talked about yesterday now one of the things that came forth was that the warriors dominance is ruining the nba take a listen to what adam silver had to say about it I'm not here to say we have a problem, but and I and I love where the league is right now. But as I said earlier, I think we can create a better system. So I, I don't necessarily think it's per se bad that the Warriors are so dominant. Now, after hearing what Adam Silver had to say about this, it's it's obvious, right? Like he doesn't agree, right? He doesn't like the fact that the Warriors are dominating the NBA. But let's be clear here about this whole dominance thing. Everybody's going crazy about dominance. Outside of the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers, the Golden State Warriors are the next team up with six championships. So what do we mean by this whole the Warriors are ruining the NBA? Prior to the Warriors' dominance, prior to this run outside of 2015, 2017, and 2018, what teams have been winning from the past, from pretty much from 2000 until 2018? Spurs, Lakers, Celtics won the championship. Miami, they had their little run in there. Detroit won a championship. Look at all the teams that have won championships. Cleveland, Dallas. Those are the teams that have won championships. But the bulk of those teams are who? The Celtics winning one in, back in 2018. The Kobe years when they won 2000 to 2002. 2009, 2010, back to back. The Lakers was in the finals in 2004 and again in 2008. So this run that we're seeing by the Golden State Warriors is nothing that we've never seen before. The only problem is, it's just demoralizing because they can shoot threes better than anybody else in the world. And they grab Kevin Durant along the way. See, the thing with Miami, what people didn't realize about Miami's dynasty and why it got halted was because Miami stopped growing. Miami stopped getting better. When LeBron James and D-Wade, they talked about winning six and seven championships, that team was easily the best team in the league. Easily. San Antonio was a better team, but athletic talent for talent-wise, Miami was so much better. And again, at that point, right, as you start to go on these deep final runs, you have to change your roster. You see what the Warriors are doing every year. They're improving their roster. 
Last year, they added Swaggy P and Omri Caspi. Omri Caspi didn't really work out, but adding Swaggy P really did. It gave them a different look. Now, by you adding DeMarcus Cousins, it's going to add a different dimension to this Golden State Warriors team. Joe Lacob told you that they're light years ahead of everybody else, and he meant that. What he meant by that was their forward thinking. It's 2018. Just because we won a championship last year doesn't guarantee you a championship this year. It does not guarantee you a championship again. So this dominance that we're seeing by the Golden State Warriors is nothing new. We just see a team who's hungry, who wants championships. This is sports, remember? This is competitive, dog eat dog. Y'all weren't complaining about dominance when the Bulls were winning the championships because you were captivated by Michael Jordan. Why do we hate dominance so much? When the Lakers are winning those championships, when they went on their three-peat, and then when they went on their two-peat, I didn't, we didn't hate that. Even though you may not have liked the Lakers, you still got to respect, now they the champs. When the Celtics was winning those championships back in the day, when you complaining, and even back in those times, probably even before I was even thought about, the Lakers and the Celtics were only two teams anyway. So you had to pick which one you like, Lakers or Celtics. That's it. And by the Warriors being so dominant, if we're being so quite honest, it's helping everybody else underneath, and or it should. It should help teams like the Phoenix Suns and the Sacramento Kings. You think those teams are complaining? They got a team full of Marvin Bagley's and DeAndre Aydens and Devin Booker's. These teams are complaining, or Lita Orlando is complaining right now. It's smiling. They have Mo Bamba. They got a name, a guy that can sell jerseys. But now that I got that out the way, shout out to Adam Silver, by the way. Always thinking about the league. Always trying to help improve the league. I, I've always said, I, I just think the NBA always is expansive. I think the NBA is always growing. It's always looking to better itself. But speaking of dominance, <laughs> you know we got to talk about LeBron James. And it's always drama. Le drama, a.k.a. LeBron. L.A. Bron, if y'all don't know. Now, yesterday in L.A., Blaze Pete sent out a tweet yesterday inviting everybody in the Los Angeles area to come out yesterday to get free pizzas. Now, apparently LeBron James either retweeted or quoted this tweet yesterday and says he has not been to a pizza party in a minute. Culver City with the eyes and the pizza with the question with the uh, with the almost like pondering emoji. He used the pondering emoji. He used the eye emoji and he used the pizza emoji. That's for my millennials out there. Y'all know what the emojis I'm talking about. But those are the emojis that he used and it sent everybody in a frenzy. So much so that everybody ran to Culver City's Blaze Pizza yesterday, waiting in line, hoping that LeBron James was gonna show up. <laughs> hoping that LeBron James was gonna show up. Now, one time did he tweet out, now one time did Blaze Pizza tweet out that he was gonna show up, he was gonna do a meet and greet. You know if it'd be a meet and greet, the entire world would have been at Blaze Pizza yesterday. So the fact that everybody thought that LeBron was gonna show up to this Blaze Pizza yesterday, to me is hilarious. Again, y'all already seeing already off the bat. LeBron James is about his business. Him doing the tweet yesterday, this was a business move, baby. It's L.A. Bron. You seen him in the picture on Instagram that his wife posted in the donut chilling. It wasn't like he said. He tweeted out and was like, come on down to Louisiana Kitchen and get the shrimp and the, and the fish. And you, you know how Louisiana Kitchen, if you're from L.A., you know what's going on. It wasn't like he tweeted out that. He tweeted out, come down to Blaze Pizza. Now, personally, I ain't a Blaze Pizza kind of guy. You know, I'm a Pizza Hut kind of guy. I ain't really into the Blaze Pizza and California Pizza Kitchen, all into the create your own pizza. I'm a simple man. Cheese, pepperoni, beef, pork, pineapples, all. I'm, I'm chicken, all. I'm that kind of guy. I don't have to have the whole linguine on top of my pizza. You can keep that. So yesterday, everybody going to Culver City. To me, it's funny. I hope everybody that was in line yesterday was able to get their pizza. Coming up on From the Jump, I will tell you why Magic Johnson was huge in LeBron James coming to the Lakers. Plus, 
Pac-Man Jones got into a little skirmish today at Hartsville Jackson. Stay tuned. It's from the jump. I'm JJ Hightail. As an ex-professional race car driver, I'm used to taking a few risks, which isn't always a good thing. Proof of insurance, please. That's why I'm insured by Direct Auto and Life Insurance. I can get a great rate regardless of my driving history. They understand that no one's perfect. It's just a warning. Get that taillight fixed. I'll race right to the auto store now. Safely, of course. Call, click, or come in today and save up to 25% with discounts from Direct Auto. Now, yesterday, Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka speaking with Spectrum Sports talked about a lot, but in particular talked about the process of signing LeBron James and how ultimately LeBron James became a Laker. Now, of course, it was said that Magic Johnson was at LeBron's house an hour early for their scheduled meeting to occur. Now, of course, in that meeting, you already know they talked about. You already know they talk hoops. How is this going to help LeBron? Ultimately, how are we going to beat the Warriors? How are we right now better than the Rockets? You know, all those things are, were discussed amongst each other. But I'm sure more than anything that was talked about was business and family. You know, the core values of a person, right? Like, uh, basketball is cool, but at the end of the day, we're human beings. So now, by Magic Johnson being there an hour early, that lets me know for Magic, this was personal. And this was a legacy move right here for Magic Johnson. If Magic Johnson wouldn't have got LeBron James, and let's just say LeBron have, would have signed with the Sixers, or he would have signed with Houston, do you know how bad that would have looked for Magic Johnson? So yes, you're absolutely right, Magic Johnson was there an hour early. Magic almost reminds me of, it's almost like this, right? You remember that girl you taking out right on a date? You don't want to be the guy, okay, if y'all got dinner reservations for 8 o'clock, you don't want to be the dude showing up at 7.50, talking about we got to get there, we got to get there. No. If you know you got to be there at 8, you may have to show up a little early. You may have to get her an hour early because you got to wait for traffic. You already know how that go. And when you rush her, you know you don't typically drive well. Not to mention, you still got to give her time. Now, again, I'm not comparing this to a lady, but what I'm saying is Magic Johnson understands the importance of this situation. Just like if you were taking a girl on a date, the importance of the situation is I got to be there early or the next guy is. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? And Magic Johnson realized the same thing. Oh, I got to go above and beyond. This ain't just, a, okay, we're going to just talk on the phone. See, Philly, what Josh Harris and the Sixers thought is they thought they had a legitimate chance because the media was building that up. Yet ESPN said you had a chance. You just got a phone call from Clutch Sports. And they probably just inquired, you know, about your plan, your vision, how adding LeBron helps your team, those kind of things. But realistically speaking, you did not have a chance. LeBron opted out of his contract in Cleveland on the 29th. He announced that he was going to be a Laker July 1st. The first day in which you can be a free agent, he announced it. At what point did Philly, did you have a chance? It wasn't like the guy had three weeks to decide, so he left you at the altar to the, like, he made a decision within a matter of three days, which means what? The decision was already made. But I like the fact that what Magic Johnson said, he says that he didn't need it for me to come in here and sell him about the Lakers. He already knew about the Lakers. So I think this was huge for Magic Johnson to go out and get LeBron James. People could say, oh, well, Magic was doing this and that. He had to. This is the best player in the league. <laughs> Magic face card would have been messed up if he didn't land LeBron James in LA. You mean to tell me you couldn't get Bron? That's your only job was to get LeBron James this entire time. That was the only thing Jeannie Buss really hired you for. In 2018, LeBron James is going to be a free agent. We need him on our team. <laughs> it's that simple. So, like I said, I, I applaud Magic for being there an hour early. Sometimes you got to go above and beyond. And then, of course, they said, you know, Rob said that he got the text, you know, around 430 the next day with the congrats from, of course, Rich Paul. So again, it lets you know that this decision was already made already. 
It was just a matter of seeing and talking to the individual to find out and confirm whether or not this is a good decision. Because you can have all the plans you want to, but until the time comes in which you have to face whatever decision that is, you're just not going to know. As I was recording this show, finding my next topic, I just happened to scroll across a story that said former Louisville player Luke Hancock and a group of other Louisville players are planning to file a suit against the NCAA over its 2013 national title vacation stemming back from the escort scandal investigation during Rick Pitino's tenure. Now, they are saying that Morgan and Morgan will be representing the young men. And this is going to be a big case, I feel like. I believe that this is going to be one of those ones that you and you're going to see a lot of these dominoes start to fall, especially if these Louisville players are able to get this championship back. Because what I think it just comes down to is this. These kids don't do anything wrong. They're just a byproduct of their environment. Again, they are accountable for their actions. Don't get me wrong. But when you're at Louisville and you're you're playing under a coach in which is giving you these things, who's really at fault here? The athlete in this case or the coach in this case? Now, it's been five years since this title has been vacated. Now, I never understand why the NCAA vacates titles, especially when it falls back on the coach, right? When the coach is riding dirty or when the coach does something, the coach is able to leave and still be on the payroll and get another job while the players are stuck under sanctions or that championship that they worked so hard for that they didn't get paid for, but the coach did. He got an incentive for going to the final four, Rick Patino. He got an incentive for being in the national championship game. He got an incentive for winning the national championship game. And didn't he get a tattoo? Now, given the fact that the NCAA is a powerhouse, it's going to be hard to get to win this battle. You saw how long it took Ed O'Bannon for him to ultimately get some type of resolution in his case. These battles that go against the NCAA go on for years and years to come. But to this point, I like this idea that Luke Hancock is putting together, going to fight for his championship. Now, on today's wrap-up, Pac-Man Jones today was attacked at the airport by an employee. Now, apparently this happened Tuesday night. Apparently the worker at Hartsville Jackson made a gesture towards Pac-Man Jones. Of course, Pac-Man Jones didn't like it. You know, some words was probably said and next thing you know, fist the cuffs, it got cracking. Pac-Man Jones was not the one to start it, so I don't think any arrests were made. However, I never understand why people keep attacking these football players and keep wanting to challenge these football players. These football players are crazy. They, they tackle people for a living. Why do you want to pick a fight with Pac-Man Jones at the airport on a Tuesday night? I don't know. For the social media clout, that's what you got to do. You got to pick a fight with the famous person and then you record it and then it goes online. And then you get millions of views and followers and people to retweet it and then that's it. Then that's it. So, I, like I said, I don't know why the guy decided to hit Pac-Man Jones. But this just so happened to happen today. And if you've seen the video, Pac-Man Jones looked like he held his own. Now, of course, nobody in Pac-Man's camp to this point has been injured. Of course, the guy that started it, you know, was injured. But again, I can't understand why people keep picking fights with these football players. Y'all know they tackle people for a living. They don't run out for them when they get off the field. They stay in them. <laughs> They've been juiced up all week. I know I talk about basketball a lot, but I want to talk about for my NFL fans, the NFL is coming up really, really soon. We will be starting NFL Sundays where every Sunday I will be discussing all of the games of the day. I'm just going to give you a rundown of all the games. I'm not going to do a whole week during the week. We'll just talk about it on specifically on Sunday. So if you are an NFL football fan and you want to hear football strictly on Sundays, when the NFL season begins, we will have NFL Sundays. So you definitely want to stay tuned for that. It's your boy, man. We out.